0: what's going on everybody it's me mark of BlurDography. and if you don't know me by now i'm a cosplay photographer and content creator on youtube and today i'm here to announce that i've started a podcast right here on anchor you can join me every week to hear my nerdy guests have nerdy debates and nerdy interviews as we dig into why we are black nerds ourselves if you're a cosplayer if you're a photographer if you're a content creator if you're somebody who just reads comic books and is interested in this world join us every week and we'll hopefully enlighten you on the journey What's going on, everybody it's me mark and i'm backing you on another special episode of the blur cast this one's going to be on youtube because i feel like i have a lot to say and i feel like my guests have a lot to say about this uh particular subject matter but everyone go ahead and introduce yourself
1: uh why don't you go ahead first jb what's going on, everybody it's your boy jb back on another episode of blur cast you know where to find me jb versus the world on youtube twitter all that jazz Central Hub at theworld.com You already know what it is. All right. What about you, Michael? Or right, you go hey, ahead. Hey, my name
2: is Michael Collins. I am the um, I am a co-host and theory prognosticator for the Fandom Hybrid podcast. You can find us on on Anchor, Stitcher, like everywhere, and even YouTube. Um, been been in this for like two years. Um, and yeah, it's good to be here, man.
0: Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Myra.
3: What's up? Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, you, uh, uh Myra. In here uh better known as Atlanta sports fan since uh since 92.
0: All right cool so again with the special special end of the era here in Atlanta I figured it would be good to bring some fellow sports nerds on and just talk about uh the significance of this trade for everyone who don't know uh if you're not a Atlanta Falcons fan our beloved I don't want to say beloved that's weird Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, number two, drafted in 2008, uh, was just traded yesterday to Indianapolis for a third round draft pick. I'm going to get into that part later. But I figured, let me bring some, some people on and let's just talk about it and geek out about it. If you're not following me on Anchor and Spotify, you wouldn't know that I did a bonus episode a while back talking about sports. Me and JB did it, actually. And just how you geek out how you can be a geek to sports, uh yeah. and still be a geek and all that. So this is why I want to do this little special episode. And I just want to go around the room. I'm assuming we're all Falcons fans here. So I don't think we all have to say what our favorite yeah. team is. Uh, but what's your next favorite team? What's below the Falcons for EGR? Um, uh JB. Oh, nobody. ATL till I die. That's it. That's that's the answer I expected to hear from you. Uh, what about you? Um,
2: is there another Falcons team? No, then I ain't got one.
0: All right. And Myron, I'm assuming you got the same answer as the rest of us.
3: Yep, yep. goes without saying.
0: All right. So let me ask each of you this, and I going to start with JB. We'll keep that same order going around. Uh, what is your favorite
1: Falcons era? My favorite Falcon era, I mean, it has to be um, this, this most recent one with um, Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn and that team that went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago—they were just special. That group was special. Lightning, like lightning struck for us. The timing hit right. The momentum hit right. Um, we had the right things cooking with Vic Beasley on the pass rush, and even when Desmond Trufant went down, Jalen Collins came in and did his thing. We had the young guys on defense with Keanu Neal and and Brian Poole Sarias and Deion Jones <laughs> and. Grady Jarrett came out like that year. Offense, we had uh Taylor Gabriel and Muhammad Sanu. And yeah, that was a that was a special era, especially with um Devontae Freeman and um Tevin Coleman in the backfield. Everything was clicking. And yeah. we'll never see that again <laughs> for us. Not like that. I mean, I'm sure we'll get it back one day, but that was yeah. special.
2: Yeah, agreed. Um, For me, I'm actually old enough to remember when we drafted Deion Sanders, and that's like one of the first times that our city and our team actually was on, like our name was on everybody's tongue. Like everybody was talking about us because like Deion is arguably, quite arguably one of the most, if not the most exciting athletes ever in the NFL period. And we had him first and he made his name. he he, He made his name with us. And that whole team, like, even though even though we weren't as successful as we probably could have or should have been, that whole team with him, Andre Risen, and Jesse Tuggle, and, like, that whole squad was just exciting. I mean, that's the first time that the Falcons were actually exciting to watch. Like, you you actually wanted to tune in and see if Dion was going to take an interception back to the house or if he was going to a, run a punt back to the house. Or if, like, I mean, you just really wanted to see him. And that's like the start of everything coming forward. Like from 89 on, that really got people into it. So that's really, that's probably my favorite era, like the four years that Dion was here.
0: So I kind of skipped the segment, but what has everybody been geeking out to? Like, uh, we're all Black nerds here, we're all Falcons fans. What's everyone recently been uh, playing or watching or reading or, uh, you know?
1: WrestleMania is next week as of this recording. So. Been getting ready for that. Um, I'm doing a crossover podcast with um, the No Intro Show, like we did last year. Going to cover WrestleMania's nights one and two and NXT um, Stand and Deliver, and we're also going to uh, talk about WWE 2K. I've been on that pretty pretty heavy lately. An excuse to use my PS5 finally, and I started watching Ranking of Kings, and oh my god, it is so good. Ranking so of Kings. Good. Yes. Okay. My my boy Boji must be protected at all costs. (laughs) That is the most precious anime character I've ever seen. Ever. It's not even close.
2: (laughs) Nice. Um, I've been I've been boning up on Moon Knight because that's that's coming out next week. And I can't wait for that shit to come out like that. And Morbius coming out next week too. Like because like our podcast really focuses on Marvel, but I've been like I'm really heavy into Marvel, so I've been like really like doing my research on Moon Knight just so I could like en- enjoy that series more. I hate that it's just six shows, but I'm really getting ready to get to get like knee deep in that. Um, I can't wait for it to come back.
0: Okay, okay. So what what did I recently watch? It's a lot of stuff that's been coming out. Um, the Adam Project on Netflix that was really good.
2: That was pretty dope. Yeah.
0: Uh, what was it? The boys diabolical. Uh, that little short cartoon series that was that was ridiculous. Um, I'm gonna have to do a whole separate episode just about that because that was like yeah. so crazy. Um, and see, Vox Machina is really good, um, and it's a bunch of stuff on HBO Max that I haven't gotten around to. Like I know DC has some new stuff coming out, uh, and you mentioned Morbius. I'm, I'm not. I'm not excited about it. I'm not I'm I'm not interested in trying to go see it but I guess we'll see we'll see. Is
2: uh, it is it because of is it because of Leto? Like I think I think people are like anytime people see George, Jared Leto in something they're kind of like eh. they're like really hesitant that, to watch it.
1: Part um, of it is Leto and the other part is just Morbius just never fascinated me as a Marvel fan. Like he was just there.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I get um, that. For me, I'm not excited. It's
0: it's not nothing to do with the actors in it. I'm just like kind of, I guess I'm going through superhero fatigue. And just I'm not so excited about the big blockbusters unless it's like something I really want to see, like Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Uh, Everything else is just kind of like, is it connected to something? Is it not connected? Uh, What is the DCEU doing? Do I have to try to figure that out? So I'm, I'm just not really... They don't even know I, what
2: they're doing. Yeah, see, that's what I thought about about the new Batman. It's like I couldn't decide whether I liked it or not. It's like the performances were good, but it's like I was—I came out of the theater. I was like, I don't know if I liked it. It's yeah, like I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with <you>. I loved <laughs> like, it.
1: Like I feel like that's the first time we got a true comic book Batman to film.
2: That's true. Like, that, that is like, true. Bale was close. Yeah.
1: and I mean, they pulled a lot from the long Halloween, which I appreciate. Right.
2: Oh man. I mean, I I, I, get it. I I get it. I I get because it's like I like the, the a lot of people that I know who are Batman fanatics like didn't like it, but I think most people were expecting like a comic book movie, but this is more like a of like a noir detective movie, like the like all the old Batman comics used to be. Like like the Detective Comics were mm-hmm. you didn't have a lot of superpowered villains, you just had smart gangsters and other people that were like. Unpowered, but they actually they actually gave him problems. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people are just like, "Where's Bane?" and you know all this other stuff. But it's like this is like the real Batman, like you said. It's like this is the cerebral Batman who's learning to be a detective and is trying to find his way because this is this is only this was only two year old bat. This is only two year Batman. This is Batman year two. It wasn't even really he's not really the guy who's in all the other movies. He's still like getting his feet wet. So. A lot of people were probably thrown by that, too.
1: And it was completely different in the sense that this is the youngest yeah. Batman we've ever had to film. Like, yeah. even in the comic books, year one for him is when he's 30. He's not even 30 here. So right. he's super young, still trying to figure it out, and lots of room to grow. I agree. I agree. I um, Myers.
0: since you, uh, came back in, uh, why don't you tell us what was your favorite era of the, uh, of Falcons and then
3: we'll just get into the news. I might be slightly younger, uh, than Michael there. I came in, um, after that playoff year, uh, where, where you know, we had Chris Miller, um, uh, Dion, um, I think Brian Jordan was still playing safety, you know, him and Dion were doing Great. both, you know, baseball and football. Uh, so came in on the era. I have a lot of other eras that I like, but my favorite has to be the one that just ended, the Matt Ryan era. Um, you know, went through that that BS year we had with um, Bobby Petrino with his, with his dumb his dumbass. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, well, yeah, that yeah, that, that,
2: pissed, that almost pissed me <laughs> off more than twenty eight three. Like that yeah, right there yeah. is like,
3: like, like I was like yeah. Oh, so that oh, that. Oh, but yeah, my, um, so Ooh. you know, Matt came in, and I, I will admit that you know I wanted Glenn Dorsey. I was like, we, you know, we we got we finally got got it right with quarterback before the end of that year. You know, Chris Redman came in; he was doing decent enough. I was like, we can live with Chris Redman. You know, get this defense right, and then we can pick up a quarterback later on. Like I was even thinking of what was his, what was the guy's name? Uh, Chad uh, Chad Haney or whatever. I can't Chad Henney, yeah, yeah. Second yeah, round. I I, I, I I low – I started to think that I actually wanted him over Matt Ryan, but, you know, (laughs) Matt Ryan actually proved me right. I mean, proved me wrong. You know, like I, once he hit that, that first touchdown pass, you know, his first, his first pass ever in the NFL went for a touchdown. I I was like, I'm, I'm, dude, you have won me over. I've been proven wrong. (laughs) You're my dude. So um, we should talk
1: about that. At what moment would Matt Ryan like won us over? Oh, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, but let's get into the news. So,
3: yeah, uh, like
0: I said, there's been a lot of shaking and moving in the NFL, and it seems like one conference just got a a huge power-up and uh, some other conferences ain't so much. Um, Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of big news going on. Deshaun Watson uh, was supposed to come to Atlanta or to New Orleans, but somehow – Surprise, he, he is a Brown now, and, and Baker Mayfield is is there. The most
3: Falcon thing that could happen to the Falcons. That's,
0: you know, when it happened, I was like, that has to be the most falconist y thing to
1: ever happen. You're exactly I, right. I laughed my ass off for, like, two <laughs> hours after that, because, I mean, you're right. That is, like, the uh, the very Falcon thing to do. But at that point, it's like, we done showed our ass for this boy. Yeah, Matt
3: going Literally. out. Matt going out after this. Yeah, we yeah. We, we got Literally
1: we got. I was gonna say we oh, got yeah.
3: used, man. Oh. We got used for real, like yeah. Because remember, because remember, as soon as those, as soon as the the court in Texas decided they weren't going to indict indict him, all the teams just came out of nowhere. Oh, we want we want Deshaun. We want Deshaun. We want Deshaun. You know, I don't. You know, we we can we can not go there but just just to quickly hit it like really y'all gonna y'all gonna like just jump head over heels for this dude and he still got 22 civil cases left like that ain't that ain't a good look somebody in that 22 ain't lying like come on um yeah
2: that's the law of averages it's like yeah. Like, so it, if it, if it if, could, right if, I, was just, I, was, I was just saying like when i first heard when i first saw the news that we were that we were entertaining the idea of getting deshaun watson i was like
3: why are we michael vick and ourselves again
2: right again i was like because because it's like we're just like i'm like okay so matt's gone like what the fuck are we gonna do like i'm i'm interested to see i mean i'm in my opinion i just think that i mean marcus mariota is and is the most obvious band-aid that i've Ever seen yeah. a team get before yeah. drafting a quarterback? I mean, it's like you know he's not going to last. You know that we're going to get we're getting either Willis or Pickett. We're going to draft yeah. Him at, at yeah rate. That's that's one hundred percent going to happen. It's like that's the worst kept secret in the NFL right now.
3: I I really hope I really hope not because I'm just like we got so many other holes to fill. Right. You know, like if, if we if we go down get, each Line, absolutely yeah.
1: At eight, like if we're going to stay at eight then I would rather us either – it has to be Thibodeau or Willis. Those are the only two players I'd be accepting at eight. If not, trade back, collect more assets, because we got more holes to fill than Jada Fire. Like, we need bodies. We need talent. We need assets. Bad. This team is talent deficient. We won seven games with nothing. Amadeus Zaccheaus was our number one receiver for most of these games. Like, our our strongest – like Taquan Graham and Dante Fowler were our pass rushers. Like Michael Walker, second year, Michael Walker was one of our starting linebackers. We need help all yeah. across the board. We, also, you we were need- you were
2: you were talking about the most Falcons thing that we ever did was was talk to Deshaun Watson. No, the most Fal- Falcon thing that we did was win seven games and get a midland pick because that's yeah. what we do. Yeah. That's literally what we do. All the time. We, yeah. We're in position to get like a top three, top five pick. And what do we do? We win the last four games of the season and we get a pick like in the middle of the first round. If oh, we wait. get a pick at all, if, if we haven't traded are we say That's the we, most Falcon thing that we, that
3: could we ever do. Or we save Dan Quinn's job. Cause he should have been fired a year before that. So yeah. We got yeah. oh, to, we got to play, play for Dan. We got to play for Dan. We got to, we got to rep for our coach. And then no, that gotta, happens.
1: Stone cold Dan Quinn. So, yes
3: yes because you do look like <laughs> yeah, it's true yeah i mean yeah, but, i mean
2: i think i think we all knew even though we even though it was a nice it was a nice gimmick we knew that that you know the whole brotherhood thing while it was nice the first two or three years we knew that these grown men gonna be like yeah whatever brotherhood whatever um you know, yeah get rid of these slogans if we didn't win if we, it, right if we if we didn't win to back it up it's like nobody's gonna give a, nobody gives a fuck about that.
1: No, like,
3: no.
2: I think,
1: no. I think the nail that. in the coffin for that. I think it worked and everybody bought into that. It was just the year after the Super Bowl that Philly loss. That yeah. was yeah. that was the straw that broke the camel's back with the brotherhood thing.
2: Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah,
1: because we should have went back to the Super Bowl. We should have got our revenge against the Patriots. It was set up. The defense yeah. was more mature. We were better that way. The offense yeah. kind of tapered off a little bit but still potent enough. But we just, we didn't. We didn't get the job done. I think, and I think the exact moment before the Julio fourth down call was right before half where there was an interception that bounced off Keanu Neal's knee. Yeah. Went for for a first down on like third and like 12. Yeah.
3: But yeah, Yeah. I
1: think that was the moment.
3: If he would have caught that interception. Ball game. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and dude, speaking speaking of offense, you mentioned the offense before. Dan Quinn decides he wants to bring in Steve Sarkeesian. Now, now I'm not knocking Steve. I'm not knocking uh Sark because you know he did what he could, could do. You know he he did a decent job, but he wasn't he wasn't a Kyle Shanahan. And the thing is, we had somebody we should have replaced them with. The person who we replaced him, the person we, that we let go. I, I forget, I forget the guy's name, but isn't he the head coach of the Green Bay Packers now? Lafleur, Matt Lafleur. Yeah, yeah. But we we want we wanted somebody with more experience to be the the, the the offensive coordinator, so we let him go to get somebody from from college. Like, who knows what our offense would have been had we kept him? I mean, hindsight yeah, twenty twenty, of course, but still,
0: of course, well, that's a lot of the case with the moves the Falcons made over the last seven years or so. Um, but get into some other news. Um, there's been a lot of other moves in the NFL. Like Tom Brady's back in Tampa. Big Wolf, I kind of saw that coming a mile away. Uh, that some,
3: foolishness. Yeah, right. don't want
0: to be with his wife and kids. Yeah. they not want to you know. see their
2: parts of that. was like, he he had he had he had two weeks of them kids bothering him, jumping all over him. He's like, you know what? I could be getting paid for people jumping on me. I'm going back to work. Y'all right. Can, can hang
0: out here. <laughs> I think it was something more nefarious that maybe he got an inside notice of, hey, the, the division is about to get shaken up. There's all these uh, moves and stuff going on. Ryan might not be in the division. You might want to come back because who's going to be your competition? in the NFC South? Is did he come back that. right
3: before or during? Like this, a few uh, days before Fiasco? all
0: this stuff came down. It was last week. He was like, "Oh, I'm back," and like big whoop. Okay, cool. Uh, Then Deshaun Watson stuff came up, which was already like, okay, well, if you're trying to trade for Deshaun Watson, obviously Ryan's out. Uh, That's just a a done deal. So it just seems kind of the timing of everything is kind of wonky. Like Russell Wilson is now in Denver and famous James is back with the Saints again. And like this division is wide open for Tampa to just do whatever they want. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, the Russell thing, the NFC really, but the Russell thing, that's been in the works for the last couple of years because he hasn't been happy with
3: lack of protection
1: and lack of support. I mean, that defense is generations worse than what it was a few years ago. The Legion of Boom is long gone. Gone. Like, I mean, DK and Tyler, um, he finally got weapons at wide, doesn't have much of tight end. Um, Rashad Penny and eh, Chris Carson solid but hurt a lot and that offensive line doesn't protect him and he's often put in some Dutch so yeah this has been an ongoing thing for him for the last couple of years he's finally free he gets a, a good offensive line he's get weapons around him and he's got the top 10 defense supporting him like they're a contender like Denver's a all contender. things we don't have right all things that we don't have because we, we're starting from the baseboards <laughs> Mm-hmm. But Russell's gonna be in a contender in a in a team where everybody seems to be a contender. Somebody's gonna be upset by this time next year about not making the playoffs. And it's not yeah. gonna be anybody's fault. because they're gonna be over there right. beating each other up. The AFC right. might as well be the SEC now. <laughs> yeah. Especially the yeah. AFC
2: West. AFC AFC West is gonna be a bloodbath. Yes. Like, oh yeah. That's gonna they they I don't think whoever comes out of that league is just gonna be battered. Like that's just gonna be ridiculous. That's yeah. Why that's why a lot of people are probably gonna end up picking Buffalo to finally get over the hump, but it's just it's something about Buffalo. See, okay, for me, Buffalo. I, I always see the Buffalo teams from the 80s that lost to the Giants, that lost yeah. to the Cowboys, that just could not get it together. Like Four and they, had, balls, and they, right?
1: had, they had the, the whole
2: they had the whole world in their hand, like they had Jim Kelly, Girl, Thurman Thomas, Thomas, James Lofton, Andre Andre Reed, Bruce Smith, Cornelius Bennett, Bruce Smith. Yeah, there's there's no re- no reason they shouldn't have had got at least one chip. They should have right. had at minimum one. They should have had at least two or three, maybe, because that team was built for success and the fact that they couldn't get over the hump just like sometimes that kind of carries over i mean look at detroit like detroit hasn't even gotten past like one playoff win like yeah and it's like you and that shit kind of carries over it's like they had barry sanders they had calvin johnson and it's like they wasted Stafford. most of matthew stafford's career
0: right and yeah. they
2: still couldn't get over the hump it's like that kind of it's just like with us with the with the whole the whole, like, New England, like, the 283 thing that I still can't talk about and without getting, like, angry as shit. Yeah. It's like, that, that stuff kind of carries on. Until, until you get over that hump, it's going to be with you. And you have to yeah. do something to, like, really hit it in the face and be like, I'm over this. We're over this. We got to go. So We got to go finish it. So it's like, that's, that's kind of what I, what I see, like, in the AFC, it's kind of jumbled up and it's going to be interesting to see. It'll be so, I'll be so mad if matt and indy actually make it to the playoffs and make some noise and if he gets to the gets to the super bowl i i i can't even say it
1: honestly i hope he wins it i hope he goes back and i hope i go see the super bowl i hope he wins it i think he deserves it i think that yeah he's been yeah. long since been disrespected and yeah. not just and not just you know By the fans here, and this has nothing to do with anybody outside the league, has nothing to do with players in the league or fans of other teams. It's always been us that never embraced him the way that he should or acknowledged him for what he does. That is true. If he wants to go up and win the Super Bowl, then by all means, go, man.
0: Yeah, I want him to get that ring.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because I want him to
0: get that ring too. Uh, go ahead, Mark.
3: I'll cut you off. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. JB, to your point, I think, uh, Mark, I think we, we said this yesterday. There's a whole lot of Falcons fans, so-called Falcons fans, fans, Mm. who will never forgive Matt Ryan for not being Michael Vick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many. Oh, my God. So many. Ugh. I will will die on this hill. I will die on this hill. Matt Ryan, best Falcon ever. I don't care. Come for me. It's not even a discussion.
1: Yeah. It's not a discussion. And I I say
3: this as a Michael Vick fan. But Michael Vick is on record saying that he didn't, you know, he didn't study the playbook, he didn't work on his craft, he was going completely off of his, um, off of his physical talent and nothing else. Do y'all remember? Then reason. Reeves- Dan
2: Reeves was the entirely wrong coach for Michael Vick. Yeah. He needed some. He needed a coach that was going to stay on his ass and be yeah. like, "Yo, learn this shit." But right. Dan Reeves just couldn't. He, Dan Reeves couldn't control him. He was like, uh, "Throw a play." He's, he kind of reminds me of Al Pacino's Jim character in any given Sunday, hey. where he oh, was yeah, just like, "You know,
1: just go, yeah." Michael Vick's own words: "Last to show up, first to leave."
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. Now go ahead. Do y'all, do y'all remember there was a there was a one year in Madden, they they introduced this whole like f- co- f- this field of vision thing, right? it's this vision cone yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Everybody, yeah. El- yeah. everybody else in the league, their field of the vision was like this. Because you remember, because you, you couldn't throw to a person, even if even if you hit the right button, you couldn't throw to a receiver if they weren't in your field of vision. Michael Vicks was like this. You literally had to go point, <laughs> point it at and I'm like that if that wasn't the perfect um like a perfect analogy for his actual <laughs> like like his a- actual accuracy, I'm like, come on, y'all. Because they knew you're gonna run. It's
2: like, why, 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 why am I giving you a field of vision if you're just gonna take off with it? Right. The point. I um,
1: mean, love big to death. I'm very appreciative for everything he did same, for the really because he really did the city yeah, on fire. Facts. But as a quarterback, lazy as hell.
3: Yeah, he didn't get yep. us to back-to-back winning seasons like Matt Ryan did. He nope. didn't get us to nope. the playoffs multiple times nope. like Matt Ryan did. He didn't get nope. us to two NFC championships and one Super Bowl like Matt Ryan did. I don't want to nope. hear nothing about Vick is better than Ryan Ryan. He right, was right, never you, league
1: Matt. MVP, and Matt was not only yeah. league MVP, but he was runner-up twice.
3: Right. Yeah. Yep.
0: I, I will give Michael Vick this one credit for the time of the air that he came in. Yeah, and for what he did for the city of Atlanta, he put butts in the seats at the yes, every Sunday. And he made like how Michael mentioned that Deion Sanders in the 91 Falcons was the first time that people talked about the Falcons. Well, in the Vic era of the Falcons, you talked about Michael Vick and what he did Mm -hmm. on Sunday, not about the Falcons, but just about Vic. And I'm not a big uh, Vic fan i'm you know i'm not a bandwagoner um i feel like he did a lot more hurt to the team like like jb said uh but i just give him credit for that he put butts in the seat he made True. the falcons exciting to watch uh because he was exciting to watch
1: pastors yeah. cut out church early on sundays to make sure yeah you got home all right time. yes
3: thanks right. <laughs>
0: And, you know, that kind of didn't, I didn't see a lot of that, that during the Matt Ryan era, maybe in 2016, but you didn't get a lot of like, yeah, we have more fans, but it was still, it was a team effort, which was a great thing. It was more about the team, not about just one particular person because it's yeah. three people on that team, not just one, not just one, but let's just get into the history. So, or before we get into that. We are obviously Falcons fans, and we like and love what Matt Ryan did. If you didn't get that last conversation obvious, uh, we like, I'm sorry, I said we like Michael Vick. I said uh, we like <laughs> Matty Ice, and we just want to do a send-off, I guess. You know, he's done a lot for Atlanta, and I just want to talk about him, give a little history of his back of his career in Boston College. And you know, when he joined the Falcons, uh, like Myron mentioned, first touchdown, uh week one against Detroit. Everybody was sold on him as a I was team.
2: actually at that game.
3: Mm, mm. Lucky mm. you. Nice.
2: And I tell you, I, I was in the nosebleeds too, because I was I was like waiting tables and one of my one of my customers was like, Hey, I'm not going to this game. You want to Gave me two tickets. So I took my son with me. And we were in the nosebleeds, but it's like as soon as he came out, you could feel, you could feel like a difference. Like you could feel like his energy with it. So it's like we were standing there. And as soon as he came on the field, I was like, "Watch, he's gonna throw for a touchdown." Sure enough, then as soon as he faded back, I was like, "Oh shit!" And it's like he hit Michael Jenkins running on that cross, and he took the fuck off to the goal. I was, yeah, like, hey, yeah. That place erupted. Like it yes. was so fucking loud. It was beautiful it was a beautiful thing to see that's why i was like you know we're gonna be all right yeah, we're be
1: yeah. All right. i think the thing for that is just also like the the frank archer uh commentary
3: you- <laughs> yeah yeah he
1: lives in atlanta oh my yeah, god
3: yeah
1: his first professional oh. pass
0: <laughs> right i i remember that i was watching that oh, on Fox. Man. And I was like, Jesus, this this guy is insane. We're we're gonna be good. We're
1: definitely gonna be good. Um, yeah. I was I wasn't sold on him, and that wasn't the moment I was sold on him. I was like, okay, we might have ourselves a quarterback. But the moment I became sold on him was some weeks later against the Bears. Mm,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. But, yeah.
1: Because um, I had um tore my ACL playing college ball that year. Wow. So, I was on the couch every Sunday watching those Falcons games. So we were up on the Bears and I was like bored. So I fell asleep during the game, woke up fourth quarter, like Rasheed Davis touched that. I'm like, what the hell is this? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> 32 seconds left, post-corner, I believe that was to uh, it was to, the, to Michael Jiggins or was it Des White? And then a, a walk-off. Or Roddy White. It was not Roddy White that week that made that catch it was michael jenkins or des white i want to say it was michael jenkins yeah i think you're right I think you're
3: right
1: made that one throw call timeout walk off field goal and i'm like oh this is the guy if i wasn't sure before i'm sure now this is the guy yeah <laughs> never yeah. got him since and then he repeated it the very next year against the bears on sunday night football <laughs> same
3: thing
2: same thing
1: i
0: remember that oh man <laughs> the good times uh Bruh. man good memories uh so just a little backstory: story uh where the falcons got matt ryan from in the first place um like we mentioned we had a quarterback named michael vick 2006 right, he was supposed right. to be this phenomenal player um then he went home during the off season did some crazy stuff or got blamed for some stuff and got himself arrested in 2007 uh right Right after we uh trade what Matt Shop, yeah, we trade Matt Shaw to the Texans, and right yeah. after that happened, Michael Vick get arrested. Uh, we had Bobby Petrino as the head coach, and we were entering week one of the 2007 season with a new head coach. Uh, who was it starting? Was it Brian Joy Harrington. Or- Joy Harrington? Joy Harrington,
3: yeah, oh then, then, Harrington. then we had then we had Byron Leftwich, and then and then uh, pose it out with uh. DJ oh, Shockley
1: Redmond, went down yeah. in the preseason, and then right defensive season.
2: Right, I actually think we would have we would have actually probably been alright if Shockley wouldn't have got hurt. I think Shock, yeah. I think Shockley would have done better than he would. He would definitely done better than fucking Joy Harrington's bitch. At yeah, right.
3: No. Joy Harrington was
2: so <laughs> bad. He
1: would, I mean, Joey was sad as hell. And I he think was bad Byron in Detroit. Be, I think Joey yeah. uh, Byron Leffert might have been a sadder to watch because. He had that arm, but that windup was so slow. So long, and
2: <laughs> like everything about him was slow. Like he couldn't yeah. run. He could like he could move side to side. It's like everything about him was in slow motion. Like, how are
1: you a black like, quarterback that can't run? <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, isn't <laughs> he
0: like the
2: quarterback's coach bro. in Tampa now? Yeah, he's a, a, he's a, a he's the coordinator. coordinator there. Yeah, he's gonna oh, be. He's gonna wow. be a head coach next year. Where, wherever something opens up, he's, he's facts. Right. 100%, well, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent.
0: Wow. Oh, my God. But the horrible 2007 season started off terribly. Uh, We ended up going, what, 4-12 that year? Something Um, like that, yeah. Week 13, week 14, I I can't remember what week it was, head coach Bob Petrino ensures (laughs) the team that he's not leaving and then leaves the fucking team and just leaves some fucking notes hanging on the locker like a bitch and go go be uh, a college football head coach again and mm-hmm.
2: Arkansas, of all and places. Of he he go places. to Alabama, Miami, Ohio State. He went to the fucking University Arkansas. of Arkansas. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I like I like how Lori Malloy handled with it. Though. A student. Mm-hmm. Lori <laughs> Laurie, Laurie Malloy got that note and just wrote just wrote in, in bright red marker coward on the bottom yeah. of it where he's yeah. yeah. sign his yeah. name. Right. That's the right. one I thing that. I remember. I was like, damn right. Yeah, I remember uh, I, think the the, the
1: player, d- I think the only player that missed him was Roddy White. I think huh. so. Why? Because hmm. Roddy, because when he came in, he told Roddy, "You're gonna be the guy," and that was Roddy's first thousand-yard season. But I mean,
2: who else? Yeah, out, you
1: know? I do remember that. You're right.
2: We didn't really have no one else to throw to. It's like,
3: it was like yeah, that was it. Was there.
1: Um, yeah, but I mean, Roddy was that guy. who was like his third year. He hadn't. Yeah, at that point?
3: Yeah, because he was he you was know? dropping passes left and
2: right before that. Uh, man, yeah, really
3: right. yeah, because Jim Moore.
2: Yeah, yeah. He pre- he pretty much cost Jim Moore Junior. His job. Yeah. Like I still I remember Jim that Moore's one that one pass that that, one pass that that one pass that big threw. He was wide the hell open. He looked up and he dropped the ball and and Jim Moore would drop to his knees and was just like, "Really?" Yeah. And I was think, like I think I, think Jim Jim I was, was like, yeah, he Jim
1: Moore his job when he was talking about Washington on the radio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that, yeah, that was, was that's what cost yeah. him his job.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he was just that was just tried because he could have been so much better. Like, I mean, he was actually yeah.
1: he was he wasn't that bad
2: of a coach. It's just yeah. He's yeah,
1: very fiery. He took notes. He's very meticulous guy. You're pretty yeah. balanced. What you want in a head coach? Um, okay, I don't think. Okay, uh, kind
0: of. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I <laughs> how can I say this? He comes off as um, crazy in some aspects. Oh, um, he was—he
3: he was out of—he was certifiable. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. He always me, he, he, he reminds me—he—he reminds me of Walter, kind of
1: crazy. Mark like and Donnie as player, like as a player, and at the time you're looking at all these old white men, grayed up and stuff around the NFL. You got this young guy closer to your age, more relatable to you. He's very fiery. He's very emotional, and on top of that, he's very diligent with his work. You want to play for that guy? Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But anyway, so, you know, like I said, Barberino quit, left us with three four games left in the season, and we had to look for a new head coach and basically starting from scratch again. 2008 roll around, Arthur Blank hires Mike Smith cuz it's yeah. kind of a tone twisted there. Um, but yeah, Arthur Blank hires Mike Smith. Uh they go and draft Matt Ryan third overall with the yeah, third overall, and like I said, week 1, it was basically history. Um and that not only did we uh, enter that season into the playoffs in the wild card round, but we also had a winning season and followed yep. up with another winning season, even though we missed the playoffs that year. But that was the start of the Matt Ryan era. He literally came in on a white horse. And through that immaculate touchdown reception, and then the week after that against Chicago had that amazing fourth quarter comeback, and he was selling people over in Atlanta. Black, yeah. white, Hispanic, doesn't matter. If you was in Atlanta, you was a Falcons fan. And with that came a lot of bandwagoners.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean,
3: that's just yeah. the city
2: of Atlanta, though, when it comes yeah. to sports. I mean, I mean, Atlanta's a bandwagon city. Everybody wanted to jump on and come down here and live. I'm like, look, we full. Y'all got to go back
1: you go to a to a pittsburgh game or a dallas game here you can't tell who's the home team right oh that's yeah, I, mean, oh i hated that remember, i hated like, that
2: when the when the braves were playing it's like if you ever had a mets game it was all mets fans like there were hardly any braves fans in the stands like you could anytime like a new york in new york new york team uh pennsylvania team like the phillies or especially the phillies like any other team that had a really big fan base, like the Dodgers, like it would be more of their fans, especially at Turner Field. It's like they would like buy Turner Field out and just like there would be so many more fans, but it's because this is a, this is like a city where people come from everywhere to work Yeah, because everything's cheaper here and it's like, it's it's a little bit easier to get around and it's like everybody wants to come here and live. So it's like we get, we get everybody coming here and bringing their own fandoms with them. They don't necessarily assimilate to being a Falcons fan or a Braves fan or anything like that. They just end up bringing their own team. So, like, screw it. Like, I don't like y'all. I'm just going to stay Uh, – I'm going to stay the fandom I was. So, Basically. I mean, that's the other thing.
0: It reminds yeah. me of, like, how it is in D.C. uh If you ever been to D.C. and seen the Redskins games up there, like, it's the same thing down here. It's mostly – Dallas or Eagles fans or Ravens fans because of that metropolitan area. And like everybody goes to DC, it's a transplant city. So you don't get a lot of support from the home team, uh, especially when they're losing. So it's not just Atlanta that goes through this. But I feel like it's especially bad here in Atlanta. And then when you have yeah. like two fans like us mm-hmm. who all ride or die, who try to speak up for these players, like we're speaking up for Matt Ryan. Cause like you said, there's a lot of Matt Ryan deniers still to this day. Uh, Like while writing this podcast episode, I'm on Facebook and I'm looking at the community, Man. the Falcons nations. It's so divisive. Like you got one half that was like, Oh, I'm going to miss them. And I'll, Cry and hate it if he get a Super Bowl in Indy and the rest. Like it's about time you were the root of all of our problems. And I'm like, but see, half the stuff that has happened to us in his era has ridiculous. not been his fault. Ridiculous. It, it comes down ridiculous. to one.
1: It comes down to one thing, though. They don't know
3: football. They don't. They don't.
1: They don't know football if at you, all. Like, look, like it's, if you, you think Matt Ryan, yeah.
3: if you think Matt Ryan's a problem, you do not know football as well as you think you do, at, or or at all.
1: Right, if like, you think Matt Ryan is, gonna, is the
3: problem,
1: like how are you going to blame him for what happened to Super Bowl? Like he plays defense. This right, plan, that, I, it, Matt Ryan does not
3: play defense. That that is that's yeah. what I will always tell people. That yeah. Super Bowl, f- first of all, uh, uh, Devontae Freeman, oh oh oh, I wanna, I, oh, 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 he oh, blew, I, blew I, the Ryan. hell out of that block. Yeah, I was so, I was
2: like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like okay, first of, all, ten, first of all, first of all, we should we should have run Devontae Freeman up the middle, kick the field goal, and then taking that shit home. Uh, that shit still pisses me off. Like, why right. why why are we trying to throw the ball on third down and we're in field goal range? Why why, why, why are we just getting in position, a kicking a field the, goal, and getting out of here?
1: See, I don't have a problem with defeat with the with the um the play call because that would have been a touchdown pass. Taylor Gabriel had had made shook um Devin McCourty out his draws down the seam. He was ready to go. If he makes that block, that's a touchdown. Yeah, he's too busy, too dagger. busy worrying
3: about that. Too busy worrying about that contract he was trying to get, trying to negotiate. Like he, his, his agent, I think, I think, I think, his uh, 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 Uncle Luke's wife or whoever was trying to was trying to angle for him a new contract. Right, like in oh, the man. in the weeks between the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. I'm like, why are we talking about this right
1: now? You're you not got a even game about to play. You Russia. Pipe down. Right.
3: And where is he right. now? Where
2: is he now? Baltimore. Yeah, he's like the second, third option in Baltimore. Wow. Right. Yeah,
1: he was the number two guy in Baltimore this past year, after basically sitting out last year.
2: But that, but the, but he was he was only number two by default because three of their three of their other running backs got hurt.
1: Yeah, like he was basically out, their yeah.
2: fourth or fifth
3: yeah, option. He, he on, wasn't even he on their team. Like, yeah. so, speaking yeah. of being hurt, hurt. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, who was the other running back we had? Tevin uh, Coleman. Tevin Cole's Coleman. Coleman he had he had the hot hand at the time, but he got hurt. So Devontae Freeman was in at the time. Tevin Coleman was the one who's supposed to have been in it at that time.
1: I believe so. But then
3: but then you know he missed that block. If if he even chips that guy, that's a touchdown. It's yeah, instead if, even got, lays a, if he even lays a shoulder
2: this just shrug, shoulder shrug him.
3: Just right. knock him off a little bit. Jeez. And, Ooh, see, and but saying? instead, instead we got a strip sack, which was questionable. I, I didn't feel like that should have been a sack. I mean, I mean it should that should have been a fumble. That should have been an, an incomplete pass. Right.
1: That was Dante Howard. Hightower.
3: Dante Howard's like six five, and Devontae's like five
2: eight. He made a business still. Right. <laughs> <laughs> still, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Maurice Jones shoot, I still remember the Heinz Ward taking out Keith Rivers like he was nothing, and not, and Heinz Ward is all of like five eleven, and Keith Rivers was big as hell, and when he played for the Bengals, and he was like six two. Yeah, it's it's like Hans Ward came out, came came blindsided him and ended his career with a with a block on a on a sweep on a sweep play. It's like there's know. no excuse. There's yeah. no excuse. You, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, you make a business decision. You're in the freaking Super Bowl. You make a business exactly. decision during the season. You'll make a business decision during the Super Bowl. Right. For, Hans, screw all that. Hans, now, yeah. I'll live. For, I'll live forever if I if I can take on that block and get hurt and break my leg and Matt Ryan throws a touchdown pass. I'll take that.
1: Yeah, my like word like was different though. Hans, he was Ward, different. He was Hans a Ward, came with cool
3: attentions. Yes, every, every time he, like, he, he, he was he was just built different, bro.
2: He was man.
1: <laughs> Can you say a, he had some dog in him?
2: Man, he had a yes. pound. He had a whole kennel in him. He was, yes. He <laughs> had, like, he was, he was, a hold he, he was like all business. Like all business. I I love that
3: dude. He had the whole kennel, all the cues, everything. Yeah. Every yeah. last one.
1: <laughs> Chad <laughs> Bailey, Boss Bailey, Terrell <sighs> Davis too.
2: Man, listen. Mm. <sighs>
1: um,
0: so, mm. let me yeah. ask each of y'all, Uh, just give me one or two. What are your favorite uh, Matt Ryan moments outside of week one uh, 2008 season since we already talked about that favorite Matt Ryan moments uh, in his 14 year career with the Falcons
1: all right um, first up I mean I've already mentioned the Bears the Bears games so those Bears comes back but um, prior to the Super Bowl run um, we played Green Bay I want to say it was like week 16 mm-hmm. and that touchdown pass to Mohammed Sanu was 12 seconds left that is that's one for sure um and another one i have is oh man there's so many with that it is so many like yeah i could easily mention that whole playoff run but i want to say one that was that sticks out to me like even now out of all 14 years that pass hit he dropped in the bucket to quarter patterson last year to beat the saints in the superdome Mm -hmm. yeah
3: yeah yeah
1: that was just such a matt ryan pass that was just such a just a chef's kiss of a moment yeah Yeah. we needed it he brought it and then we won off of it and that was just who he was for us like always there for us when we needed it right on time
3: indeed yeah yeah Yeah. i was um yeah go ahead go ahead sorry sorry um this would be my background if my laptop was, uh, was behaving. Um, but I purposely went and found that picture of there was this uh, in 2012, we played the, the Panthers at home and we won on a walk-off uh, field goal because uh, Matt Ryan hit a pass to Roddy White. Um, and I was there for that game. That was my first year having season tickets. I was a season ticket holder for four years. My first year was a, was 2012. So we hit the, we had a game-winning field goal. And the camera catches my. uh, And this this is for everybody who thinks that Matt Ryan is too nice, that he's not fiery, (laughs) that he ain't got no. (laughs) I know you're talking about. (laughs) Caught him, sick. Right, so they caught him saying that coming off the sideline. So it it was it was it was funny as hell. But the, and this is why even before his you know domestic violence thing, this is why I can't stand uh uh Greg Hardy, because. Nobody knew Matt Ryan said that. And, you know, nobody would have known had the camera not happened to have zoomed in on his face while he's coming out of the field. He says this on the sideline. He's not saying it to any Panthers player directly. He's saying it on the sideline, get the fuck off our field. So Greg Hardy catches wind of it. So once when the when the Panthers beat us later that year, I was at that game, too, because I tried, uh, um me and my friends did a road trip on there. So. Greg Hardy is walking through Falcons players. Get the fuck off our field, man! Get off our field, man! Deuces, baby! Get off our field, man! I'm like, you're Petty he as hell, dude. Like, whatever. Wow. Dog. Nobody, would, he, nobody. Would, he, he would not have known that Matt Ryan said that. Had that that camera not zoomed in on him on it at the right time, I'm pretty sure worse things have been said directly to players on the field during the game. Oh yeah. So he yeah. so he gonna latch onto that one thing and hold on to it. But then oh, Matt yeah, Matt Bryant. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So that, that's the, that's even the opposite of icing on the cake for me. I'm like, I ain't like you before and now you do that. Yeah, yeah, that's you. So Matt Bryant had a comeback right, right to him. You know, Matt Bryant all of like what five, eight, five, nine. And he's he's talking to Greg Hardy, he's like six three, two hundred, uh, two ninety something, maybe. He's like, Oh yeah, watch this in January.
2: <laughs>
3: and my uh, I would say my other one. I was, I was trying to find it earlier, earlier today. There's a game where we played the um, the Tennessee Titans and, and uh, Matt Ryan was mic'd up. So there's a, um, he, you know, he, he's changing the play in the line of scrimmage. He's saying whatever his signal is to change the play. And one of the uh, linebackers alignment for the uh, Titans said, I know what that means. Matt Ryan said, you can't fucking stop it.
1: <laughs> sure, enough. sure
3: enough, that play worked.
1: Right. That reminds oh, me of that man. Tampa Bay, too, what happened to Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football in 2017. He was mm. yelling at, um... Get he, that. Yelling at? Get Julio.
3: he was he was yelling at yeah.
1: was, was Julio. Was it Sanu? Was it Julio? No, it was Julio.
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: That yeah, shows is, is different. as as bad as Julio, Julio was, Matt Ryan was like,
3: Get fucking set right. <laughs> like,
1: like, people, the biggest mistake. I'm I'm sorry, Michael. I'm I'm gonna let you have your moment in a second. I just, no, you're good, man. Just people think that he was this mousy, quiet guy, and that that was never him. No,
3: that was not like, him. he just he like, just knew how to right. he just knew how to do it during the press like, conferences. You know when he right. was public facing.
1: Like he got his high school, his his college scholarship, and from high school because. Boston College was there scouting somebody else and they saw him snapping on his coordinators in high school. That's how he got recruited. And if you saw the Virginia Tech comeback, the game that essentially made him famous, yeah, Yeah. bro was snapping the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, Matt Ryan is a fiery guy.
3: They think they know. They have no idea. Zero idea.
1: Like he's a fiery guy, he's a gym rat. He was the first one in and the last one out. Like after the Super Bowl loss, he watched the film three times before the plane touched back down in Atlanta. Like he is the, the prototype for what you want in a franchise quarterback, for what you want in a leader, for somebody you want your troops to rally behind. He's always been this guy, and that's just going to be super hard to replicate. It's going to be super hard to replace because he just does it on such a, a professional level that I don't think most guys coming up can really replicate.
3: You know what? I take back my answer from earlier. My second favorite team, until Matt Ryan retires, is the Colts because I want, I want, <laughs> I want that ring for him.
1: Okay, okay. I, can, I mean, I, I mean, in,
3: until, until until he retires.
1: I mean I'm just saying though like hot low key for the shoe <laughs> for the shoe yeah. but don't tell nobody right. I said that <laughs> but, um, uh Michael you go ahead with your moments with your moments your two favorite um, moments All right.
2: um I got to be real I can I since I was there I I can I can't get past watching him throw his first touchdown that that was yeah. like that throw was just out of this world I I can I I can go back to when when we beat Seattle because when we yeah, beat Seattle yeah. to go to go play um the yeah. 49ers, like oh, that that, okay. that game was actually on my birthday. Like oh, they played wow. on my birthday. And I was just I, w- I was like at Taco Mac like watching the game. And it's like like right as soon as, as soon as um Seattle went up, I was like shit. So I was like, but then it's like you when they when they like run when they focused on Matt, you can look at him and he was like, I got this. And it's like he drove him down map and and he kicked Matt kicked field goal and that was it. And I was like, all right, that's my dude. But yeah, that one and and the and us whipping whipping the life out of Green Bay. Oh my go god, to you, took my <laughs> you took uh, my two
0: answers. You took my two answers, good. Go ahead. Yeah. Go
2: ahead. Cause my, cause my, my, son, my son is a Packers fan. And we were we were <laughs> watching the game together and he was like, Oh, y'all gonna get whipped. Everybody's gonna whip And I was like, all right. Go ahead. Keep talking. And it's like soon as as he hit Julio for that one where he broke both of those tackles and streamed down the sidelines, my son just was like, we were at a bar and he had put his head on the bar and was just like, I don't believe this. I was like, you okay? Yeah. He was just silent the rest of the game. But yeah, I mean, Matt showed out that game. He showed the fuck out. I love
0: both of those. Um. So, like I said, you took both of my answers there: <laughs> the first Seattle Seahawks uh, playoff win, and yeah. um, and the the Green Bay NFC Championship game. Like, I, I wish I could have went to that game. It was the last game in yeah. the dome, uh, and like just. Even watching the game on TV, you can feel the vibrations of that building shaking and seeing it, like, about to collapse as (laughs) everybody's celebrating that win and just, like, how confident and smooth everybody was. Ryan was calm, cool, collected, just throwing touchdown after touchdown. Uh, Oh, my – that was such a crazy game. Um, Right. That was – We're going to get into this in a minute, uh, or, like, just Falcon triumph things, but, like, that was definitely, like, one of my top ten Falcons moments of all time, not only Matt Ryan moments. And since you took my other one, I have to think of another one. Um, (laughs) God, uh, you know what? I'm going to say this, and this is more of a – I hate to say this, more of a Julio Jones – highlight but you know obviously Ryan was throwing to Julio but uh when Julio got his first 300 yard game I like that Oh yeah. Uh, I know that's more of a Julio type of moment but obviously Ryan was throwing to Julio um and you know it was great for both of their stats. But speaking of stats, JB, why don't you uh Yeah, that, that was that was Carolina, right? That oh, you know, what? you're right.
1: You're I'm sorry. No, 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 no. The first one was against Green Bay, the second one was against Carolina.
2: Okay. That Carolina game was
3: Man, Who saw yeah. that coming? Nah, nobody Who saw, saw that. that Man, nah. <laughs> he ate, bro. Julio ate Ooh. that game for real. Nice. Nom 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 nom. <laughs>
0: um, but I, I, uh earlier today I was watching some NFL news and they brought up an interesting statistic, like Matt Ryan since the Super Bowl uh, 2016 era and his stats and how he's tied with Brady for like touchdowns per season and he's what. The league's most uh, complete passer, like, he's thrown for, like, over 6,000 yards, if not more, almost every season. No, not 6,000 yards, but he's thrown for a lot of yards. He's the uh, the leader. I know what in, you're uh, talking about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. His stats are insane at the day of him trading, and all he got, all we get is a third-round pick and a dead cap hit of $40 million?
1: I mean, it yeah. makes sense, though it makes perfect yeah. sense. I mean, I mean, he's going to be 37 when the season starts. I mean, age definitely matters to it cuz you have to wonder like how like for other teams if you're trading for him, how much you got left in the tank. How much are you getting left of Matt Ryan? But Is that's that what I'm kid? saying,
0: like look at even after the Super Bowl era, look at his stats. He hasn't he yeah, he's declined in some of his stats, but he's still leading but, a lot of other stats. And then but,
1: like but, like what, look so, at
0: Tom Brady. Tom Brady it
1: to, but you also have to take it into account there, like you can put a question mark on what he did. Yeah, it's not his fault, but he still did it. Like you get in a quarterback that has been sacked forty-five times, or oh, forty-plus times over the last three years. He didn't throw four thousand yards last year. Like you have your question mark. But who he had to throw to? Who also, did he have to throw to last year? Also. Post what happened with Deshaun. You have to acquiesce to what he wants because you showed your ass against him. Yeah,
3: that's true. Yeah. That's true. You, you, you also have to, have to give to,
1: him what he wants. You also have and to on top of that, case. you're working against a deadline. You know where he wants to go, and he's not budging. They could give him a second, but why should they? They have two thirds. Why should you bargain for the higher one? You yeah, I was to yes to this man. You have to yeah. give him what he wants.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say similar thing because, like, if you look at what. uh L.A. gave up to get Matt Stafford from the, from the Lions. The Lions yeah. were not the, the Lions did not need to get rid of Matt Stafford. So it, it, just think about when you um, if you sell your house and you had to like if it was like a fire sale, you had to, to sell your house. You're not going to get the value back for it because you have to sell it. So anytime you have to. you know So the Falcons, we, they had a four o'clock deadline yesterday. So they didn't have they didn't have the luxury of waiting around for a better deal. And the te- teams knew we had to get rid of them. Same thing if if we would have actually done that dumbass move and actually got Deshaun Watson, we would have we we would have only gotten the third round pick for Matt Ryan. I would have wanted a first, a second, but in hindsight, no, yeah, good. we would have we would have only got a third because people knew that people would know that we're not gonna hold on to two one, two good quarterbacks even without the cap hits. But right. two, the fact that you know you don't want to hold on to that salary for, for both of them. So we would have only gotten a third-round pick for him. Either way, it, it, you know, it, it sucks because that's not really his value. I do think he's worth the first-round pick, but because of the circumstance, we weren't going to get that for him. Right. I think – okay, here's the stat.
2: Since 2011, he's averaged – except for last year, he's had at least
3: 4,000 yards and 20 touchdowns.
2: Right. Since yeah, 2011.
3: The people don't want to see it because, one, he's on the Falcons, and, two, ever since 2016 – Nobody can see past twenty-eight to three.
2: True. The thing is, like, by the time he finishes his career, he's going to have sixty thousand yards passing, and he's going to be pushing
3: four hundred touchdowns. Hall of Fame. I don't care what nobody I mean, got to say. Hall of Fame.
2: He's. I mean, if he even if he doesn't make it on first and second try, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. If Dan Marino's a Hall of Fame quarterback, yes, then Matt Ryan's yeah. a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. and Matt's right. been Matt's
3: been agreed, a, Matt's
1: been, agreed. Matt is eighth in passing yards all time right now. He could realistically be five by the end of this season. Right. Right. Definitely. Realistically. Like, if anything, he could be seventh in touchdown passes by the end of the year. Yeah. Like. He'll get it. There's nothing. What is it, What are we debating about? <laughs> like, what is there a question about? I mean, not I mean, Because we,
3: we, 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 we're a bunch of Falcons fans that actually got some sense.
1: Yeah, right. yeah. When I, mean, I said that, I don't mean like amongst us, but just in general. Like when people talk about him, it's like, what are we talking about? Like, right? He's, he's the guy. Like he's been he the, the guy. He's the guy.
3: Been the guy since so, been the guy since been the guy. So
0: is it easy right. to say that? Obviously, Ryan going to better pastures is good for him. Like we all want him to succeed because we like him so much. Um, I'm kind of like Myron. Uh, Myron. I'm secretly going to root for his success, but. Anytime he goes up against the Falcons, you know what it Oh, means. of course. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But do you think there's a likelihood that well, – because what's his uh, contract in Indy now? What, two-year deal, 30-something guaranteed? Uh, 22 this year, 24 next year. Okay. There's yeah. a possibility yeah. that he could definitely make it to the playoffs because that division outside of Tennessee, that division is not even competition – he could possibly get in with Indy to the wild card uh, and sneak his way into the playoffs because he's been there and done that and get a ring with Indy. Um, yeah. And it would be so ironic because I don't know if y'all remember, but beginning of his career, he was compared to Peyton, Peyton Manning Madden. In, yeah. In his young career. Yeah. So the fact that he's at Indy, I'm like, oh, that's... Because
3: that's. he couldn't get over that playoff game, huh? win the playoff game.
1: Right. Yeah. It was like year Man. six or seven for Peyton. Yeah. Before he finally won one.
2: Yeah. Also, it's like he's he's getting ready to pass Dan Marino in less time than it took Dan Marino to get his yards. Like, Dan Marino was – Dan Marino was quarterback for 16 years. Next year is going to be Matt Ryan's 13th year, and he's going to pass him this year. I mean, he only needs, like, he less than 2,000 yards to pass him, so he's going to pass Dan Marino. And people – I don't know – There's, I mean, I – no, I really don't get it. I, I mean, I like Dan Marino. He was a good quarterback. But it's like he never won a Super Bowl. He, I mean, he had talent around him. It's like, I mean, it's like, yeah. Why, if we, if yeah. you're going to give him that credit, and plus he's gonna, he's gonna get really close to Philip Rivers and Big Ben by the time his career's done, right? And Big Ben, Big Ben's fifth right now. So if he get, if he gets close to pushing the top five of all time passing yards, and it's like, what, what, what are you, what are you going to argue against him for? You, there's no argument. And he has a, yeah. and he has an MVP. It's like yeah. what? What's the argument?
3: Right. There's no, the only. The goal yeah.
1: post
3: yeah. Right. right. The the only, that's yeah. all they do. Yeah. You're gonna have people who are gonna be like, "How are you gonna compare him to Dan Marino?" I'm like, you're you're holding on to Dan Marino just because that's that legendary name, and you can't fathom anybody else, you know, being better than him. But I'm just like, no. He's do, He's done the same in less time, and neither of them have a Super Bowl ring. Matt Ryan can still get one. So. Yeah, I mean if 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 Dan Marino can get in the Hall of Fame, Matt Ryan Dammer better be in there. Mm -hmm. Agreed. 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 Um, so it's clear to say
0: Indy got the better end of the stick in this trade. Yeah, Uh, oh, definitely.
1: I'm not gonna say Indy Indy robbed
2: him. I don't understand how Jim Mersey did that. I mean, Jim Mersey is notorious for not doing the right thing, and somehow he did the right thing on this one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think in this case, everybody's a winner. I think that for Indy, they win in the short term. Matt Ryan also wins in the short term because he gets to be where he wants to be. And I think for Atlanta, like you had to rip the band aid off. Yeah. You had to do you had to yeah. make it up. You had to get away from that contract. Cause yeah. realistically, we were never going to be a winner again with Matt Ryan as he gets older with our yeah. campaign and with the money is the way it is. Like it it was time.
3: Yeah, you but, would have loved to have had it happen with another quarterback in place so he, so that new quarterback can learn behind him for a year, maybe two. Yeah, but, that's I what mean, I was trying to, to bring up. Still, either, well, yeah.
0: Why not draft a quarterback last year? We could have got Justin Fields, who was available when we went at six, right? And had a year to develop under Ryan, under you know whatever we did last year, and then trade off Ryan, and still yeah. would have been the same thing. I think that would have been a better bet. But you know, like you said, hans Simon's twenty-two. Yeah.
3: yeah, from what I what I hear, um, there were rumors that Trey Lance was their guy, but because he got drafted before before them, they was like, okay, he was our guy, so let's just go with the next available player, versus getting the next best quarterback.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up. Now that we're a year into Trey Lance's career, do you think we dodged the bullet there? It's no, too early
2: to tell. It's, it's too, too, early too early to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean what do like, you have like two
1: starts last year?
2: I, 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 I don't really.
1: Mean, I mean, think maybe might had
2: one or two. I don't think he really started that much, but it's way too early to tell him, right? Okay. I think I, you know, I, I think he's gonna be good.
1: I think we I think as of now, he's 21 now. Yeah. So he's still crazy
0: young. And got a lot got a long way to go.
3: Cool. And if we only gonna go off of last year, then uh the Patriots won because Mac Jones is well, you know, played better than anybody. But he yeah. but look at who he has around him though. Right. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if, Max, if Mac Jones was starting for the Falcons, he we will not be talking about him right now because he didn't Mac, Mac Jones was star- if he was
2: starting for the Jets instead of Patrick Wood, instead of the guy that the Jets drafted, we'd be talking about was Zach it, Wilson. it was Patrick Wilson, Zach Wilson? If they was yeah, if Zach Wilson would have gone to the Patriots. We'd be talking about him being the next coming, right. because he had a better, he had better coaching, he had better weapons, and he had a better situation. It's like because the Jets, thank God, are worse dumpster fire than we are. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, Zach Zach Wilson is in a non winnable situation. So it's like, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, he's probably a good. He's probably a pretty damn good quarterback. But it's like you're not going to do anything. It's just like with Matt Ryan throughout his career, he's a great quarterback, but his line, he's never had. He's he's probably had a top notch line once or twice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like I've his never line has always defense. had either one hole or another. Either like we missing the guard, you were missing a right tackle, or. Our left tackle is a is a fucking revolving door, or our center can't call, our center can't call out shit. It's like there's always at least yeah. one problem with our that line 2015 that
3: 2015 season isn't really fucked up. How many how many games did we lose because the center couldn't snap the daggone ball? Man, exactly. yeah. Man, and we and we lost some some ill some ill oh, fumbles. Hell yeah,
2: absolutely. It's like there's always been a problem with our line, and it's like if he if he gets behind and Indy's line is fucking solid. It's like yeah. I'll be interested to see, like if he, but the thing with Indy is like they they're gonna be running a lot with Jonathan Taylor, and I don't blame him because Jonathan Taylor's a fucking beast. So, monster, I'd, I'd, I'd run too. And but it's like I'm I'm willing to see. I'm interested to see if Matt has that one or two more seconds that he didn't have here, and he could see to see what he can do.
1: Man, you got putting yeah. nothing in front of him. You crazy? That man yeah. gonna drop back and not win to so be like, huh? Do I have time? You know, yeah. <laughs> he's like, why? He's, he's gonna be like, why is it so quiet? <laughs>
3: yeah, Matt, Matt's gonna make some mistakes because he's gonna be like, wh- like you guys said, wait, I got time. So he's gonna do something stupid right. simply because oh, yeah. he's so used to having to run for his life. He doesn't have to. right. So yes. it's gonna take him a few games to get used to all that time and, and, <laughs> and safety. Right. I'm That's not. What? I'm not on the ground. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where 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 are my uh, roughing the passer penalties? I, I'm not getting those this year anymore. <laughs> hey y'all, I, <laughs> y'all, I gotta I gotta cut out. It's been great chatting about the Falcons with y'all. I'm glad to have been able to talk with people like I said that actually got some sense and got and got you know get heads on their shoulders. I, I appreciate that. It's been it's been great, yeah. y'all, But I gotta I gotta roll out.
0: All right, All right, man, let's uh-huh. nice meet you, man. Peace. all right so we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping up anyway uh i want to end um because i think this was so funny how we started the podcast uh the most falconist e thing ever in y'all in y'all's opinion um this whole trade thing with jason watson and getting rid of ryan and 28 to 3 our beloved Falcons for its fifty plus long year history, fifty-six, I think, it's full of fuck-ups. I don't even know how else to say it. Just like you can't, no other team can do these things better than Atlanta. What's something, uh, Michael that comes to your mind for the most Falcon East things ever?
2: Ever? Yeah, ever. Uh there's so many. Um <laughs> it's I mean, I mean, for real, like. The one, the one scene I keep, I, I see um, Dion, when Dion was with the most father's thing ever is Dion Sanders like literally manhandling Andre Rison. And like, he, even when he threw him to the ground and when he got the interception and ran it back and looked at us like this is still my house. That's right. one of the most things, falconist things I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's gone. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, I mean, and it's I just there's there's so many things, but yeah, that really sticks in my mind because he came back here and just showed out, and it's just mm-hmm. like you know, it, it's just us, like all right, cool.
0: Yeah, and I, from what I remember, he continued to do that regardless of what team he was with. Every time he played Atlanta in Atlanta, he would just do his oh. best to show out. Yo, he
2: would, he would wreck. Uh, he would wreck shot. Like it's it'd be ugly. Yeah, it's, but yeah, it's like that one in particular, it was just. Bad, it was bad. Like, oh Lord.
1: Right, what but about yeah, you, Jimmy? That's the, that's the one, man. the most falconist thing ever. I like, said so many of them. I think like the biggest thing right now I could think of is just blowing leads. Like it started off with the twenty-eight to three thing as like as a joke, but we have been blowing leads before. But ever since the Super Bowl, I think we've blown at least I had the number. I want to say it was like we've blown thirteen games. On the last possession or overtime <laughs> and since
2: 28 to 3. I'm oh okay. I want okay. I want to change it. I want to change it to that dance, Dan Dan Quinn's last year. We we're getting ready to beat the Cowboys, and yep. they do that stupid fucking onside, <laughs> onside kick, kick. Yeah. and nobody falls on it. All we had to do was fall on the damn ball. All we do is watch it go to go to 10 yards and watch Dallas pick it up. I'm like,
0: fall on the ball.
2: That's all we had. That, That's that's definitely one of the most fabulous things I've ever seen.
0: I'll do you one better. Yeah. Um, it starts with that loss to Dallas with the onside kick and continued the next week where we repeated the same cycle and like, yeah. up in that by half, and then we just blow a lead, yeah. uh, which led to the next week's loss after that, which culminated with when we played Detroit in 2020. Um. Yeah that that was a pretty Falconsy
1: season in my book.
2: Yeah, the whole first half of that season was just god awful. It was yeah. just kind
1: of like, can this man go, please?
2: Yeah. Can Dan Quinn yeah. go? I think he I think at that point, after a Dallas game, he probably just wanted to go. Like he didn't really care. He was like, I'm gonna get fired anyway. So that uh, y'all I just do what y'all want. I'm
0: surprised he wasn't fired at the end of that Dallas game. To be honest, I too.
2: I, I would have fired I, him. That's bullshit.
0: Oh yeah, fired him
2: or the special teams coach? One of the two. I think both of them
0: got fired for that one. The special team coach for just not doing your job and Dan Quinn because you should have got fired a year ago.
2: Right, that's that's one of the longest hot seats I've ever seen in my life. Like he was on the hot seat for like three years,
0: and they just kept getting break after break. Um, What, like, okay, so you mentioned this? uh, We mentioned this earlier. The the AFC West looks like it's going to be the powerhouse division. Uh, let's just talk about the NFC South for a brief minute. Okay. Where do the Falcons go from here, and what's the future of this division? We're fourth. Now?
1: We're fourth. We're we we're firmly at fourth. Um, yeah. Like, alright, so we signed Lorenzo Carter, who had four sacks in the last five games last year, to close out his time in New York after he was a first-round pickup there. Like I said, four sacks in the last five. Four sacks in the last five games, he had 14 and a half his entire time up. So, eh, maybe, eh, but maybe not. Mm. Also, we lose Foyer, Luicon. Um, we lost Matt Ryan, we lost Russell Gage. We're not getting Calvin Ridley back. Oh, that reminds me, that's probably the
0: most Falcon C thing ever. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go. On the mental health break yeah. for the season after the season start, and I'm gonna sickly do some gamble. Oh, oh, I got suspended. I guess I'm not coming back to the Falcons. And then also, nope, that takes the cake. That has to be the most falconcy thing ever. That's not twenty eight to three. It
2: right? would it would have been even worse if he would have bet on he would have bet on us to lose. That would have yeah. been the most falconcy
0: thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, I think it's more falconcy that he bet on us to win, and we did win. I think that's the most falconcy thing. Because he only betted fifteen hundred dollars and lost eleven million, so yeah, I think that's the more Falconcy thing.
1: I mean, that's just that. Yeah, it's just stupid. That's a stupid person.
0: Is it all the greed? All right, so if Atlanta's for, uh, fourth in the division, preferably for the next year or two, it goes to say that
1: this is Tampa Bay's division. Oh yeah, but it's from this from the second time said he was coming back.
2: Yeah, I mean it's, it's their division by default because look at everyone else's quarterback.
3: True, true. That I mean true.
2: Jameis, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, I mean, and Tom Brady. I mean, out of those four, you looking at you like, okay, so whatever. Like, Basically. I'm not even I'm not even expecting us to break five wins this year. I no. can't see.
0: It. Five wins, you're so it. optimistic because I was thinking maybe <laughs> one or two. And it
1: be pity you know. <laughs> no, yeah, one from Carolina. Yeah, we from Carolina and
2: we this is that, what we're gonna do. We're gonna do the exact same thing we did last year. We're gonna we're gonna win two games right up until there are only four games to go. Then we're gonna win all four of those games, and we're gonna end up picking 12th. That's exactly what the fuck we're gonna do. That is <laughs> that that right there, my friends, is the Atlanta thing to do. Because that right there, especially it. when we need <laughs> to pick first to get a quarterback. And get get the best best quarterback that we can get. We need to pick I, first, second, or third next year. We're I, gonna we're gonna we're gonna win the last four games of the year and move all the way down to the middle of the fucking round. That's
1: I exactly think that we. Happen. I think that we get Malik Willis in the draft. I think we do. And I'm not mad at for that. A year. I think he sits for a year, and we give him the reins next year. He might see some time this year, but I think that's what the case is going to be.
2: After after what he did at his pro day. Yeah, I can see it. I can, I mean, that one throw he did on the run that went like 60 yards or some shit and was a dime. Yeah, I can see it. I can see us drafting him
1: easy. My thing is, does Carolina take him at six?
2: Carolina probably wants Pickett more more than because Matt Matt Rule's been talking like talking to Pickett like they're dating. So I think they're going to, yeah, they're probably going to get Pickett.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the hope.
2: But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's like it's between the two of them for both of us. It's like Right. We got to figure it out. I don't like be... picking like, like
1: that. Not for us. I don't like him for us.
2: Not for us. No. I but mean, I, I, like I would I, I would because mean I mean cuz only cuz he has small hands and he would play half his games on in the dome. I would like pick it because I don't trust him in the rain. I wouldn't I mean even though he he's played in the rain and he's been fine. I don't trust him in the rain. With gloves on because you see what happens to teddy bridgewater teddy bridgewater has small hands and he plays with gloves and it's like the same thing it's like he's he's at best the game uh, the game manager but he's not the guy that's going to go out and win the game for you so
1: i am and i am always against 24 year old rookies well he's 24
2: good. oh hell no yeah, he can, yeah he can, it's gonna be blood. brandon brandon wheaton all over again
1: oh God. yeah oh,
2: pass. Wow. hard pass
1: so Malik Willis is 22. He'll be 23 before the season starts. I mean that's a year difference, but
2: a, still, I, still, I, I, I mean just like the the, the sheer athleticism, the sheer athleticism right. that he shows is like I, I'm with that. I can, I can, there's, I can work with that.
1: There's only three quarterbacks I would love for us to draft over the next couple of years. It's Malik Willis this year, next year Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Or the year after that, Caleb Williams. That's it. Oh
2: God, Stroud! I would love to have Stroud.
1: Stroud's his whole skill set is a monster.
2: He's a monster. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have Stroud. But but yeah, I I just can't. I'm going to. I'm going to continue to be generous and say we win five games, four or five games.
0: I think you're being a little too generous. I, I think you're being a little too generous.
1: Because if we let's just say, like, we first round, ideally, we get Willis at eight. We can get two receivers in the second round, and the third round we could do whatever. But yeah, this, this, is a, this is this is a receiver
2: thick round. This is a receiver oh, yeah. thick round. This is a receiver thick. We can get we can get a good to, receiver in the third.
1: And if you're feeling fancy, you can. Package those twos and go up and get somebody. Go get you a Drake London. Go get a Traylon Burke. Like, because they'll be there. And Traylon right. Burke or George Pickens or Drake London matched up with Kyle Pitts. Those are two six, three type monsters just running around out there. You wanna you wanna jump with that? You wanna hang with that? Be my guess. And I really like Drake London. Like, if we were to kept Matt Ryan, I would have loved to have had Drake London here. 20, 20 years old, six. Four, six, five. Didn't I think he ran four or five, but that's okay. Can jump out the gym. And before he broke his ankle in the season, he won 90% of his jump balls.
3: Damn.
2: Yeah. That
1: was up. As a 20-year-old.
2: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: That is yeah. Crazy. Give me more of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> all right. So let's just go ahead and wrap up the podcast. Uh, anybody have any clothes or any closing remarks about Matt Ryan, his career hopes for the future hopes for the Falcons.
1: Man, best of luck to him. I'm going to miss that guy. That's still my quarterback. I'm going to be rooting for him silently in Indy. I really hope that he does win one before he retires. Like I, I really hope I'm going to miss seeing him around. I'm going to miss the ice cubes. Yeah. Like, I think Sarah Ryan even is like the best sports wife in the NFL. Like, I'm gonna miss seeing all of them around, and I really will. He's the best, as far as we're concerned. Like I said, we're back to the baseboards. It's gonna be a rough couple of years for us, but long term, I think we'll be okay.
2: Yeah. Um. Again, I'm I'm dreading going back to my Facebook feed because everybody's like, "Bye, Matt Ryan. Bye, bye. We're better off without you." I'm like, No, don't, I'm. Uh, but the thing, the thing, the thing about it is, I'm glad he's gone, so he doesn't have to deal with these motherfuckers anymore. Yeah. Like, so uh, he, so he doesn't, so he doesn't have to keep hearing people like Michael Vick was better. Wish we had Vick. Wish I don't want to hear. Like you, he ain't got to worry about that no more. I'm glad he doesn't. And like you, I hope, I hope he, I hope he shows out like Matt, like Stafford did with L.A. I hope he does. Yeah, I really, did. I really hope that he that he has a good season. And if he gets to the Super Bowl, hey, I'll give, him, I'll root for him. I mean, because I know, I know it's not going to be against us. So, I, right, I'll
0: <laughs> right, he's definitely not. So, be but
2: yeah, us. he's definitely, and as far as quarterback, he's he's definitely not even not even an argument. The best quarterback in franchise history, the the best quarterback in Atlanta's franchise history, hundred percent. There's no argument. The he stops there. It starts with him and it stops with him. And period. And I, it's like, as much, much as I've seen, cause I'm 51. So it's like, I've seen Steve, I've been able to watch Steve Barkowski play Chris Chandler play Chris Miller play Jeff George. And it's like, we we've had, we've had some quarterbacks where you just kind of scratch your head. Like why? Like I could play quarterback better than that. And it's like, I still remember watching Jeff George and June Jones yelling at each other on the damn sidelines like in the middle of a fucking game and i'm like these these clowns are just ridiculous but yeah there's no question that matt ryan is the best quarterback we've ever had in this franchise in this franchise and i and i wish nothing but the best for him and i look forward to hearing his hall of fame speech because he fucking deserves to be there i don't give a fuck what nobody says he deserves
0: it I agree. he's gonna be there i agree uh just a side question for you michael um do you ever go back and think about what if we kept uh, Brett Favre instead of training the Green Bay?
2: When, at, right when, when he started blowing up, I was like, that's fucking Jerry Glanville. Like,
0: that son of a bitch. <laughs> because we, I
2: was like, yeah, I, I, I think about it because it's like, of course, it's like, you know, he's a gunslinger. And for, of all people to understand that how much of a gunslinger that Brett Favre was, Jerry fucking Glanville should have understood that he's a fucking gunslinger. Because Jerry Glanville's a fucking outlaw. He was right. a fucking outlaw. How do you not see another outlaw and recognize that shit? He should have been like, okay, fine. Yeah, you're okay. I'll just sit you down. I mean, it's <laughs> like, fucking A, dude. Like fucking Chris Miller. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do. I did. When he won the Super Bowl, I was like, that could have been us. Right. 100% yeah. Been us. yeah, I did. I wondered for a little while, but then after he showed that he was kind of a douchebag, I was like, yeah, fuck him. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah,
2: I did for like about five years. I was crying. I was like, this is bullshit.
0: I I agree. I would have too if I was uh, old enough to remember it at the time. Um,
2: Yeah, because that's when we first had the black jerseys. And it's like like that far four black jersey. I was like, every time I see it, like in, in like when they do like remembering him and stuff, I'm like, oh God.
0: Yeah, it every time so I see that, I try to offer as much money for it as I can. Um, because I have to have that for some um, He looked, he looked good in
2: that black jersey.
0: That's why I was saying I was like,
2: he's a fucking outlaw. Like they should have done that and the black, black helmets, him and all black. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. He would have been a he would have been a fucking outlaw. Everybody would have hated him except for us.
0: Yeah, agreed. He would have fit perfectly. He would have fit perfectly. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, he would have. Hmm but uh go ahead and just tell everybody tell the internet where they can find you uh jb where can everybody find you on the internet these days all right you can
1: find me on the interwebs at jb versus the world on youtube facebook and instagram you can find me on twitter on uh, JBvtheWorld because Russell is just too long for twitter and you can find me <laughs> on my central hub at jb all right what about you michael
2: um, you can find me and along with my cohorts, Anthony, Hanako, Casey, and Lori on Phantom uh, the Phantom Hybrid Podcast at Phantomhybrid.com. Um, all your major streaming platforms. Um, you can find me on TikTok. I just hit 10 10K followers. You can find me at MC1371. Um, you can find me at Twitter at MC1970, MC113. Um, I'm not really on Twitter that much, so don't you don't follow me on Twitter. Follow me on TikTok. I'm better there.
0: Okay, cool. Uh and again, this has been Blurography. You can follow me at uh, this has been Blurcast. I'm sorry, this is like on my shirt, and I just been looking. <laughs> um, but you can follow me at Blurcast on YouTube. Uh see there I go, messing up again. Follow me at Blurcast on Anchor Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And you can hit me up on my social media at on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and soon soon i'll be on reddit and don't forget to go to my youtube channel blurdography and uh watch this video like comment and subscribe and i'll see y'all next time stay black y'all stay black and rise up rise the fuck up
2: rise the entire fuck up